When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. Thanksgiving, motherfuckers, and we're going to talk about a movie that technically we already talked about once, but the episode's been lost in the annals of history. The annals? There's two ends in this. This is not another dig at Adams situation. <laughs> Listen, I hope that that becomes a new thing that people say. Lost in the annals of history. So we're talking about 1987's Blood Rage. And I will, uh, we did get an email. I want to give some credit where credit's due. This was picked by Scott. We'll hear the reasons why Scott picked this. But this was requested not once, but twice from our good boy, Tom. So he sent the original email back to me and said, Blood Rage seems like it would be a good podcast. It's pretty cheesy and has the thirstiest women imaginable. Also, the mom in it has some consistently gross cleavage. Then he sent it again and forwarded to us and said, hey, guys. Figured I would resuggest Blood Rage now that it's considered a lost episode. Crazy what happened to this, uh, what happened with this, and how much higher a profile the movie has in 2019 compared to in 2016 when you first covered it. Best wishes. Thanks, Tom. Yep, Tommy. and he's right. It's all because of us. Someone was like, <laughs> you know what? Those horror movie night guys seem to really like Blood Rage the first time around. Let's put it out on a badass Blu-ray and really promote the shit out of it. And we were like, the fuck you will. We're back with a vengeance now. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing about Blood Rage is that I specifically remember not enjoying my watch of it last time. I, I feel like I only liked the kills and I gave it really a hard time last time. Is that correct, Matt? I think so. But also in your defense, that doesn't make sense because even if you really liked the kills, that's about 75% of the yeah. entire runtime. <laughs> that's of the why movie. I enjoyed it. It was... <laughs> Everything I'm just happy that we think. finally fucking got a movie that Brian enjoyed. <laughs> uh, listen, I I just texted a friend of mine like two weeks ago who says he loves B-horror movies. And I was like, the next time I see you, I need to let you borrow Black Roses because it is the greatest <sighs> B-horror movie. 
It's so good. Oh, anyway, so <clears throat> Blood Rage. Uh, yeah, I no, wait I, one second. I I would need to stop you right there. I like that you're like, man, we finally picked a movie that Brian liked. And Brian's like, that's not true. I liked that movie over a year ago that you made me watch. <laughs> I think, to his credit, he was saying, like, the chronology of it is that he texted a friend recently about... Like, his his mind was going in his in his life's chronology, not horror movie night's chronology. Yeah, yeah. There's other okay. movies I like. This was just the most recent that I suggested. Yeah. Okay, cool enough. All right, so... Blood Rage. Yeah. Bum. I got like four notes because I just wrote down kills that I enjoyed. Oh, Because again, have... that's like 75% of the movie. Yeah, but I think that there's a lot to talk about with this movie that I didn't give it credit for before because like I did some – I holy shit, stop the presses. I did some research this week for, for this episode. Um, but I, I would suggest this, that the first time we watched it, we were watching a shitty VHS rip on YouTube, right? I'm almost positive that that's what I watched the first time. It was time. either YouTube or it may have even been like one of those shisty websites that you used to find for it. <laughs> well, now that everything is on Prime or or Shutter, you know, like we don't have to anymore, which is great. I mean, very rarely do we even watch stuff on YouTube anymore. Uh, in the last six months, I'd say that most of our stuff has been Prime. Anyway, yeah, Kindred was like the last time that we really depended on that YouTube. Like. Yeah, but here's also the thing about the Kindred is that I will be sad when we have a 4K restoration version. Hint, hint, we need that. <clears throat> but um, I, I will be sad because so much of the charm of that movie is in its graininess. I'm afraid that seeing a 4K restoration will take away some of my love for it because it will take it out of its time. But watching Blood Rage on Prime, which which is the restoration version, I'm positive, because it's very crisp. It, I was really impressed with it. I was impressed with... Because it's, it's a low-budget B-movie slasher. And it definitely deserved to have a restoration and a much cleaner... Because when you watch it now, it, like, seeing it crisp, I was way more charmed by it. Yeah. It's and I mean, let's, thing. let's address the elephant in the room. This episode's coming out just before Thanksgiving and it's a Thanksgiving slasher movie. Well, so that's that the also... only reason I picked it. Like I, yeah, the, right. the, the conversation was between Matt and I, and, and uh, I said, Matt, we did blood rage, right? I can't find it on the website. And you were like, Oh, it's a lost episode. Cause it was so, you know, there were issues. And I said, okay, well, um, I like to do holiday themed ones. Can I do it for Thanksgiving this year? And you, Matt was like, yeah, sure, whatever. So, and then I told Tom um, in October and he was like, dude, I heard that episode. It was really bad. I'm like, you heard it? And he was like, yeah, like, I think Matt sent it to me or something. And I was like, no, well, no, we released, we released, there was two episodes that we released. Oh. But then when we were doing down. the website, we were like, let's take them down. Cause they're really like. We were like, we didn't want people to listen to those as their first episodes and be like, these uh, jokers don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, okay. And one of them was was this, which we absolutely knew when we took it down that we would have to do a new episode eventually. Um, the other one was Primal, which we'll never fucking oh, talk about ugh, again. The movie sucks. <laughs> like, oh, that's, yeah, that movie can just, you know, sorry, episode 49 will never exist. You'll always on your podcasting apps just have 48 right into 50. But that's great because 50 sleepaway camp and enjoy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, good like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so rewatching this 
and having and last time we watched it, we didn't watch it as a Thanksgiving movie. So watching it uh, for we Thanksgiving, we actually watched it as a December movie. That yeah. was my favorite part about it was that we just missed. <laughs> uh, that's kind of you know still uh, that's still on brand for horror movie night <laughs> to just miss it. Anyway, yeah. so so Brian, was this your first watch of Blood first Rage? First watch. Oh man, good so shit. masterpiece. So I, I, this was my second watch, but it felt like my first watch because I only remembered two things. So it's just so ridiculous, which is so funny because, like, I, I guess the it's not a spoiler because it's the beginning. The one brother clearly kills someone, and then frames his other brother who's in a catatonic state uh, because he just witnessed a murder. But there's like 15 people that are surrounding this kid <laughs> yeah. as he puts the axe in his brother's hand and then smears <laughs> blood all over him. And somehow he gets away scot-free. <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect crime. Yeah. No, it's, it's, and man, like right out the gate, that first murder of the drive-in is so violent and it just makes you immediately yeah. like, oh, I know what this is. It's going to live up to the name Blood Rage. Yeah. yeah. Also, I love the fact that Ted Raimi is selling condoms out of his pocket in the bathroom yep. at the drive. Yep. Big old cameo from Ted Raimi. Yeah. <laughs> for <laughs> milliseconds. The first like two minutes of this movie, it could just be like Porky's or Hollywood Nights or some random sex comedy from the 80s. Because it's just got that vibe of just like, hey, it's a bunch of kids are at the drive-thru, people getting laid. Ooh, look at this mom. She's fucking her boyfriend while her kids are in the back seat. Oh, murder. <laughs> and then it just changes tone entirely. You know, the, I, I only have one criticism of this movie. Truly, this is my only criticism, that the intro is so fucking low effort. It's supposed to be 1976, right? Yeah. And then because it's 10 years later. Or 70, yeah, 76. And the, it literally looks like 1986. They didn't yeah, do dude. All the outfits are just the 80s. They didn't even try. They, the, the only thing that that intro was missing to just really sell the vibe of like, we're going as low effort as we can, but we want you to think that this was the past was like making the song during the opening credits like Saturday night at the movies. Yeah. Here's yeah. what picture you see. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it takes no effort whatsoever in anything except for its gore and its kills, which is a big chunk of the movie. So like thumbs up. Um but yeah, so also I guess never once has this brother been like, oh by the way, like my brother's the one that killed everybody. No, he did, he but he's been institutionalized. Yeah. <laughs> let's put the blame firmly where it it, does, it should lie and that's on their crazy ass mom uh who is fucking hilarious all right the woman who plays her the actress's name is louise lasser and she was originally married to woody allen she got banned from snl because she was a crazy monster like she like a total solipsist where uh, I, th I think it was Chevy Chase that called her a solipsist, which is like a. It's a most... very Chevy Chase insult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like... it's a rare insult. It's like you think the world revolves around you. And yeah. she had like a coat. Which also wild to come from Chevy Chase. <laughs> <laughs> if Chevy Chase is calling you a solipsist, okay, like you are. You are. Like, the infamous solipsist of all of Hollywood calling you out is pretty impressive. Yeah. Th this also made me love blood rage more is that so she got to be a household name in the 70s for a tv show called mary hartman mary hartman and it was her playing a neurotic housewife 
and this is just her playing an erotic housewife. It's fucking <laughs> crazy. Like, and, and the the bad, um, the 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 disturbing um, cleavage on display is so obvious. I hated it the first time I watched it because I didn't get it. I didn't get the joke, and now I'm in on the joke, and I think that it's so much funnier. <laughs> and and her just on the phone like why won't you pick up the phone what i'm sorry i'm drunk oh pick up the phone and then she goes to see her fiance and his like his head split in two and she's like oh god and then she puts her head on his shoulder and oh man well, let's just jump into before that because his head does get split open but first, hand. his oh. beer hand gets cut off and it's still crawling and moving oh it's so good that's that's, that's the thing from adam's family right there yeah, it's an origin story <laughs> um but yeah it's it's that moment is like that's the moment where you are either fully invested on board or if that point you're just like still not cracking a smile and having a good time just shut time the movie to off. shut it off yeah, get yeah. out because like you also probably don't like us as people because <laughs> like we don't have a lot to in common but yeah that moment is so fucking gnarly it's so good and then it's just like from that moment on there is like a kill every 5 minutes yeah <laughs> like, this is like silent night deadly night kind yeah. of like pacing yeah except not nearly as much built silent night deadly night takes a good like 45 minutes for your character your main character to break his yeah like to go psychotic <laughs> this one it's like 15 minutes yeah well <laughs> they're like we know what you're here to see let's give it to you <laughs> yeah the movie's called blood rage <laughs> yeah we want to see some boobs and we want to see some kills and that's, and that's what you get man guys this episode and the episode that we recorded for next week we just have a boob-filled double feature. I am from so shocked we that we aren't basically just having Jackie from the Jersey Ghouls on both episodes. We should have. Yeah. Oh, she would have been so happy with how many boobs. <laughs> but yeah, so he cuts off the beer hand. Oh, then there's man. the doctor gets sliced into thirds. Oh, which is and insane. The, <laughs> I think that the first time that I watched this and the first time we discussed it, I was like wow, this is kind of misogynistic because of the fact that it's kind of, of like lingers on her body cut in half, you know? And she's kind of like, they, they have somebody Still in alive. the, yeah, yeah, like they have her in the ground so that she's kind of like jiggling her top half. And then they have, I think an animatronic leg or something and it's like kicking a little bit. But um, I think that watching it the second time, it didn't feel as... Because it's just so absurd. Yeah, it's like exactly. Every body part that gets cut off is still super alive for way too long. Yeah, and there movie. are people who are supposed to be uh, corpses who are very obviously still breathing. And it's like everybody's in on the joke. It's fine. But my favorite part is like she gets sliced up into thirds. And then later the brother who's escaped from the sane asylum finds her and has like this like soliloquy of like, you were the only one who believed me. Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome but oh god i'm so i i know that we're kind of barreling into the kills but um you know brian we know that you have gambled on farts and lost many times in your life many, and many times. Yeah, probably you know in the last three days <laughs> <laughs> you never learn but it looks terry is the name of the killer brother and it, terry and jerry or whatever um uh, terry and todd are they played by the same guy? And they didn't even have like when they have the face off at the end. Um, it's so funny because 
the 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 body double doesn't even look from the back like the actor but it's fine but when when the mom tells everyone at thanksgiving dinner that she and um brad are gonna get are engaged terry looks up at her and it looks like what i imagine brian's face looks like when he sharts when he just shits his pants (laughs) (laughs) terry tells everybody that Todd has escaped the asylum and ruins everybody's, you know, Thanksgiving dinner. And then so the mom starts drinking more heavily because she was already pretty lit at at Thanksgiving dinner. And so she goes into the bedroom and then Brad goes in trying to get his dick wet. And I'm like, really, this is the this is the the, the, the caliber of man that, that she found, you know, after her son killed someone and went to an insane asylum for 10 years. But the funnier thing is that we have him coming on to her and then the woman who um, has the baby because we also have to have the babysitter pastiche in this movie as well. So they come back from dinner and Pete, Mayor Pete Buttigieg is trying to not have sex with this woman. Did you see that guy look? He looks just like Mayor Pete. <laughs> he does. He does. I'll give you that. It's the it's the chin. But yeah, like it's so funny because he doesn't know what to do. And she's like telling the baby, like, if you be quiet, I'm going to get you a rich daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's like trying to get laid. And someone else is trying to have sex with Terry. But this is kind of like a subcurrent thing is that like I think that what makes him go crazy is sex right i think i don't know if it's sex or just the fact that his mom has sex but the thing is is that he and his girlfriend have not had sex and oh, then yeah, she's going to she's like i want to give it up to you tonight and he's like no he like he doesn't want it and then which is just so offensive to me <laughs> <laughs> but then also the other girl is trying to make him cheat on his girlfriend the one that was the babysitter and he says no to her and then she says something when they're the guys are um they're they're playing video games and they're like oh we're just reminiscing about the days when um oh just talking about the bad old days when guys were horny all the time and the guys are just like fuck it we're gonna just play video games it's such a weird sexual dynamic in this movie because there's still a lot of nudity i don't know i love it but yeah they're just hanging out playing their video games what's wrong with that cock beer (laughs) of course (laughs) you graduated so there's one scene that I still very distinctly... There's two scenes I distinctly remember. It was the beer hand being cut off from the last time we watched this. And the other one is when she opens the door and the decapitated head is just kind of dangling from what looks like an electrical cord. <laughs> it's the... Like, I think it's supposed to be a telephone. Um, You know, when telephones were analog and they went into the wall, I think it's that. Gotcha. I love the fact... So here's... You know, when we were... I think it was when we were discussing Chick or Treat, Brian mentioned Go!, Right. Yeah. And I it, I didn't get it. I don't think I got a chance on the episode um, to mention this, but in high school, I was obsessed with uh, day in the life movies, movies that take place over the course of less than 24 hours. I thought that those were the only movies that were worth writing when I was starting to get into <laughs> writing. I thought that those were so important to me. Uh, they're just and that's also from the 90s. Like the 90s were such a strange time when that was. Like this weird subgenre, you know, is like there are these dramedies that were all like Go. Go is one of them. And um, I mean, Go Clerks, Empire yeah, Records, yeah. Can't Hardly Wait. Like they're all just a snapshot of someone's day. On the Patreon, we did Waiting. It's another one of those. Like there's yeah. 
It was a big subgenre. It was big specifically for like the hate my job movies. Yeah, What's yeah, the and, and Jason Segel movie that's like that. That's like super underrated. Which um, one? It's, oh, Jeff who lives at home. Jeff oh, who lives at good? home is so good. I never yeah. watched it. It's super it's... underrated, and it's not so much. It, I would say it's like a day in the life of, but yeah, it's really good. Probably one of his best movies. <laughs> and that's saying a lot coming from you because everybody I'm his knows. Biggest fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to get you in a room with Jason Segel. I feel like, well, it could go one of two ways. Either <laughs> it'll be super cool or it'll be like you meeting Danielle Harris. <laughs> yeah. Look up uh, Community LeVar Burton, and that's how, I, that's how I'll be when, when Troy meets LeVar Burton. <laughs> I thought it was going to be more like um, McCruber when you just be on your knees and you're like, I will suck your dick so hard. <laughs> Tell me what you want to fuck. <laughs> And no, you can't sit in the back, bud, because it's loaded, <laughs> fully loaded with over 300 pounds of explosive. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Is MacGruber worth watching? Have you never seen MacGruber? No, no it looks so oh, annoying. my oh, God. Dude. Here's all you need to know. It's written by the guys who, it's the Lonely Island wrote it. Yeah, so I it's know. In the I know that. Vein is like Hot Rod. It is. But oh, see, that's the God. thing is Hot Rod is so fucking funny that I don't want their, their <laughs> reputation to be sullied by MacGruber. Listen, Dude, the, watch any of their movies or shows. Yeah, all yeah. their stuff's good. All right, anyway, back to Blood Rage. And the little girl, little girl was the only quote I wrote down. You're going to hurt my kitty. Like, <laughs> I wrote that down too. It's such a, it's, this movie it's is Looney a Tunes. mess. It's like, yes, it, this movie is a fucking mess, but in all the right ways. Oh, it's, it's. This is one that I will absolutely. We've talked about it before. Like some movies, where it's like, ah, eh, that was a one or done. I I will almost definitely buy this at the next convention I'm at to add to the Blu-ray collection and watch I, pretty frequently. I think that it is I a would, fun one. I I might buy a Blu-ray of it too. And I don't even have a Blu-ray player yet, but I have that copy of Bro Party Massacre Three on Blu-ray, so I might as well <laughs> start adding the collection. <laughs> there is one last thing um, that I think is so fucking funny in this movie. Terry takes. Artie's dead hand and he's smacking Karen's butt with it. You know, the, it's the guy that he, I think it's the guy that he stabbed in the neck with the, uh, the, the, like the, the cooking or the, you know, like the serving tong fork. Yeah. And, and he's like smacks her ass with it and she goes, oh, and she's running away and he starts clapping with the dead hands. Oh, it's so fucking great. Like this movie, I, I just needed to see it again. I'm so glad that we made it happen because I don't know if I would have if it weren't for horror movie night, you know, because I yeah. was so underwhelmed last time. Yeah, no, I, I think it was a good pick. I think this is perfect for what we do. Uh, <laughs> is there anything else that you guys want to talk about? Because holy shit, we've already been talking 23 minutes. I don't think we talked about the movie for 23 minutes, but man, have we been talking. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we dive into all the other segments? Mm-hmm. So, Brian, Scott, I want you to do a book report on this movie right now. Um, I want you to tell me your favorite kill. Oh, damn. I mean, I liked uh, we already discussed the beer can. That's one of my favorites. Either that or the or the therapist just being cut completely in half. <laughs> what, did, what did he use? I think an axe, which is comical. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, probably those two. All right. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. So what are your guys' double features with this bad boy? Scott, it's your pick. You kick it off. All right. Now, um, in the spirit of, of American gluttony, I am not doing a double feature. I am doing a quadruple feature. Oh, Jesus. Do we want to go to you last before yeah, you steal yeah. everything on the table? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go with one that we've watched fairly recently, but it this is almost, in my opinion, a better version of this movie is I would watch this with pieces. I would start with pieces because it's still got that like crazy kill, a kid kill in the beginning yeah. and then it turning into all types of wacky kills and like over the top death and gore, but then be like, so that's how the Italians do it. <laughs> Here's how coke adled guys in the uh, in the eighties did it. Jeez. All right. <laughs> All right, Brian. So with my double feature, I think this is a good example of you know Matt and Scott like to think that I don't care about them and I pick movies <laughs> that they'll hate, but the truth is I just I'm a risk taker, and if I haven't seen a movie, I'll take a risk regardless of how bad it looks. Movies that I have seen that I want to pick but i won't for sake of scott one of them would be my double feature and that is andre the butcher starring ron jeremy but no uh, no no, that's on your list dude but it's it's at the bottom i'll be dead <laughs> by the time we get to that uh all right scott what's your quadruple feature here i'm actually shocked that neither of you guys went anywhere near this so um you can do this in any order except for the first one i think that you run it like a movie marathon on TV and you start with the trailer. Thanksgiving. Nice. Obviously. You gotta start with the Thanksgiving trailer. Oh no. Like <laughs> Okay. I know where you're going. No, you don't. No, you okay. don't. Um and then you watch uh Blood Rage because okay. that's the obvious continuation of Thanksgiving. You skip over Thanksgiving okay. and you skip over Poultry Geist. Okay. And you go to Killer Workout and then Killer Party because okay. Killer Workout feels very stylistically similar. The pacing feels very similar to me as well. And I feel like the sense of humor is kind of there because neither of these movies are straight meta, but they are definitely very on the nose. You know, like it's very yeah. like we know what we're doing. We know it's kind of cheeky. And then you kick it up a notch with a really cheeky fucking meta horror movie with Killer Party, which um, the reason why not 
I didn't pick that as the fourth one because Killer Rock at Killer Party with the the mirror names. Rather, because the thing that I don't like in Blood Rage is the fact that they did such a piss poor job of that um, uh, drive-in intro. And Killer Party has the best uh, drive-in yeah. intro of all time in a horror movie. Yeah. No, and a great song, too. <laughs> hey, bro, why do you play the fool? Yeah, uh, man, uh, White Sister, so good. <laughs> All right, so what is something that y'all want to promote? Give a lot of Pete credit stuff, things, too. I don't know what I'm saying. Scott, please talk before I... <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I want to do, uh, in the spirit, again, of gluttony, I want to do two things. I want to mention a movie that I watched that um, I really liked mm-hmm. and then i want to promote something so okay. um first of all i watched spider-man far from home finally uh and it was really good but it was not as good as uh homecoming in my opinion i agree but i want to cut you off right there because can we at least appreciate this like it's like a sam raimi movie for like two minutes yeah dude boring. when you were um when you watched it you said like that that was that you were like there's a I'm not gonna spoil it but there's a very horror movie esque thing and that's what I was thinking the whole time. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. All right, what's the other one? <laughs> well, the dogs are barking, so you guys talk until they stop. No, I mean no, I mean you guys do your shit and then come back to me. Uh, all right, Brian, how about you go first? Um, so there's this new show starring Paul Rudd. It's mm-hmm. called Living with Yourself. Gotcha. Um, I would suggest checking it out. Okay. Jade's been watching it more than me, but uh, it seems like it's, it starts this really goofy thing where um, Paul Rudd goes to see a doctor and accidentally, like, I think it's for his depression. I was half paying attention, but it's something for, like, his depression. He accidentally uh, ends up cloning himself. And the first two episodes are really goofy, and you're like, this is funny, but how are we going to where's the show going to go from here? And then it takes a dark turn. Um, yeah. So it might be on Hulu. I can't remember what it's on, but it's, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a Hulu show. Yeah. But it's, uh, definitely check it out. All right. All right, Scott, back to you for your second thing. Okay. Well, by the time this comes out, I will have released, uh, a new console crash EP. It Ooh. is called Shred Tendo 2 because the first EP I did was called Shred Tendo. And it's getting back to what I started the project out as six years ago now. Yeah, some video game covers. Just video game covers. Yeah, so um, still a little obscure, but it's it's metal covers of um, some of my favorite uh, three games um, that have great soundtracks to them. So um, I will be posting about that on all of our social um, with links to listen. It'll be free as always. It's just, um, I, I do it for me uh, because- What games? Uh, Journey to Silius. Don't know it, continue. Uh, but here's the funny <laughs> thing about Journey to Silius in doing research on it, because I, I always liked the soundtrack. I never played the game. Uh, that was originally going to be the T2, Terminator 2 Judgment Day game. Oh. And then they lost the rights to it when they were halfway through development. And so I think they just reskinned a bunch of the sprites, but it's kind of like this alternate reality. Like that was <laughs> supposed to be T2. Um, and then um, Shatterhand 
and nope. <laughs> um, Power Blade Two. Okay. Power, yeah, you do Power go Blade. with the obscures. <laughs> yeah, but Power Blade. Actually, I think it's Power Blade. Power Blade Two is also on the list, but not. I haven't done it yet. Um, but yeah, Power Blade is actually a game that I've played a lot, and it's a really, really fun game. Uh, you have a badass boomerang, a bionic boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Amazing. All right. So my thing, uh, I haven't really gotten a chance to see a lot of movies this week, but at the time of our recording, uh, a new show that I've been producing just debuted, uh, a show called My Favorite Episode Of. Uh, We put the first half of the first episode on the feed when it dropped about uh, three or four weeks ago, uh, and it's still going strong. So if you haven't already, go ahead and check that out. It's uh, Brian and I's sister, Julie talking to different guests about their favorite TV show episode. And uh, you and Brian are on the first episode. We're so on the first episode. You get to actually listen to, you know, Julie roast them so fucking hard. <laughs> She's so Brian and I have said it before. She is both the funniest Kelly and at times the meanest Kelly. Uh, and you get to see that in this first episode pretty quickly. Nothing from Brian. Got it. Okay, cool. (laughs) Just thought he might want to be like, yeah. yeah, I I agree. (laughs) Uh, I'd like to say samesies for the record. Dude, Brian, you have to listen to the full episode just to get to Brian telling the story about the swan guy, uh, which I did not put on the horror movie night version of it. But my God, I may have just listened to the last like three minutes of the episode like eight times because it makes me laugh so much. Uh, anyway, that is Blood Rage from 1987. Happy Thanksgiving uh, in a couple of days for all of you guys. Uh, we are so glad that you continue to listen to us. And we'll talk even more about how much we love you in the episode that comes out after this one. Uh, as our post-Thanksgiving thoughts. Anyway, we love you all. I'm rambling, as always, hnnpodcast.com. Check out the Patreon at patreon.com backslash Podcast and all of our social media at hmnpodcast. Peace! Ah! <laughs> uh, Brian, Brian's chuckle today is just like a, I don't have the energy for your shit right now. I'm so <laughs> tired. I'm sorry. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.